we've had such an overwhelming response from Mike's session in the sense that people are asking questions that I thought, you know, we can touch on some of those as well. But let's kind of get into this. So there's a six methods that we're going to talk about today or six, six tips, whatever you want to call it. We're going to talk about, you know, downloading and internalizing the plans as well script. Uh, listening to the phone lady. So a phone lady is an amazing resource here at PlansWell that, again, most people aren't using that, that resource. Practicing the script before they start calling, um, using the triple dial method. So this was something that was brought up by Mike last week. Tons of questions revolving around that. So hopefully we can um, discuss that and kind of clear, clear the air as to exactly what he's doing. Um, the use of voice or video messages after you make those calls. And I'm really gonna talk about PlanCraft today because I'm really excited about this. This is, an, again, another unbelievable, amazing resource that's available to every single partner at PlansWell. And again, only a handful of people are using it and you're really missing the boat if you're not part of the PlanCraft group. So let's kind of get into this. And Andy, I'm gonna throw this out to you. So the whole idea of having a script, you know, some people hate the idea of a script. Some people love the idea of a script. I think what happens sometimes is they kind of lose the whole point of why a script is even necessary. So Andy, what are, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, and you know, I think I think it's good for me to weigh on this because you know that was my biggest, I guess, mistake or barrier to success when I started as an in-house advisor at Planswell. I really was against reading the script. You know, I and I've I've mentioned this before, and I'm sure I'll mention it again. I was like, oh, you know, I don't know, how, I know how to talk to people. You know, I was 49 years old. I was very confident talking to people. Um, but it's kind of like, what's the point of having ingredients, you know, in your kitchen if you're not going to follow a recipe, right? It's the thing that is going to make you get the most out of those ingredients and the right time to put those ingredients in. You know, like in baking. You always add the dry uh, ingredients to the wet ingredients. There's a reason for that is because when you do it the other way, it gets clumpy, it's gross, it doesn't work out as well. So there's a process. And with anything, there's a right way and a wrong way to do things. And with the script, you know, I, I've seen many iterations of the script from what it was four years ago to what it is now. But the key point here is I was just sometimes in these conversations without using the script not staying focused, making the conversation about me and not them. And that was the cardinal sin. This is always about making it about the person. And when I kind of just got out of my own way and read the script, I found that a couple of things. One, I was able to focus on the answers that people were giving me and picking up on little audio cues. What was I doing? I was now able to more actively listen to what the person was saying instead of trying to multitask in my brain of what was I going to say next? Where was I taking this conversation? And that really was the game changer right there. I could actually listen to the emotion in somebody's voice, or I could hear a dog or baby crying in the background and maybe lean into that. Oh, you, you have a dog? What kind of dog do you have? All about that building rapport. And that was really what the, what the purpose of the script is, is, is all about staying focused and the flow. You know, there's lots of talk about flow these days with mindset and processes and, and just things in general. And that is the key part and power of the script is just having that flow. You don't start with step four and then go to one and then six. It's one, two, three, four, five, six. Very simple. Um, 
So I'll leave it at that. Uh, hopefully that was what you were looking to get out of me. No, I think it was, it was perfect, Andy. I think sometimes we, we over, not sometimes, a lot of times as advisors, I think we, we overthink things. Um, just some things you touched on. The, the rapid report is amazing. It's something that I didn't really work on until I came here plans well. But I think it's also very important to not come across as being monotone or robotic. So just because you have a script doesn't mean you sit there and you just kind of read line by line, word for word, because that's not effective either, because the people on the other end will know that you're just reading off a, off a script. What you have to do is download the script and internalize it and personalize it. So if I'm Andy, for instance, I'm going to Andy, Andy size it for lack of a better term to make it sound like something that I would say. So if you want to move some words around and, and, and kind of use more of your lingo, I think that's very powerful because now you will come across as being a lot more comfortable and a lot more genuine when you're going through the script. Because the last thing you want to do is come across as being monotone or robotic. You're just going to bore your prospects to death and they're not going to want to work with you anyways. And probably the most important part is, guys, have fun, man. This is, I understand that prospecting is very important. Sometimes it can be stressful or maybe not enjoyable. But if you really enjoy helping people, this is part of the process, guys. Like, have fun with this. Prospecting can be fun. No one ever said prospecting, prospecting has to be hard. Prospecting can actually be fun. And if you internalize it and personalize it and you're just having genuine conversations with your prospects, this can be a heck of a lot of fun. Well, Aramos, isn't part of the fear when we call somebody is to not know what to say or are we going to say the right thing and wrong thing? So, in fact, the script actually takes part of that apprehension out of it. And I'll tell this story. I'll try to make it 10 seconds or less. I had an advisor that I followed up with. I asked him how it was going and he said, I haven't called anybody yet. I'm like, why not? He says, oh, I don't know about the script. It doesn't sound like me or whatever. And he says, what do you, what do you say, Andy? I said, oh, okay, you want to do a role play? He goes, yeah. And he goes, I go, ring, ring. Hey, John. Hey, you know, this is Andy calling regarding Flanzo. How are you? I don't know. How are you? You know, I talked about having a coffee or a muffin or a Big Mac or whatever. And I went through the whole script pretty much verbatim. I mean, I paused here and there. I made a little joke or something. And at the end of it, he says, wow, why isn't that the script? And I said, listen, bud, <laughs> I've had the script pretty much 98% verbatim. And he goes, you're kidding. And I'm like, go look at it. I was reading it right off to stick as close to possible. Yeah. And he goes, okay, I think the script is good. <laughs> That, but Andy, that's amazing because you're, you're basically proving my point. It's not the script. Once you internalize it and make it your own and it comes across as being genuine and natural, that, that's where the magic happens because people want to interact with you because you're coming across as being genuine and interactive and that kind of stuff. If you're just reading a script, you're not going to get the results that you're looking for. So I want to throw in the phone lady here. Another amazing resource here at Planswell and Planswell Partners uh, and we have a ton of stuff, by the way. Phone Lady is, is someone that we have recorded. She has some amazing content. Uh, I've gone through all of it. And I just kind of picked a few things which I thought were really, really like, like pinpoint amazing stuff that we can use like, immediately. And one of the things she starts off all her presentations with is this uh, quote, communication is not saying something. Communication is being heard. Now, I can tell you, in all my years of being a financial advisor, how many times you're talking to somebody, or sorry, not to somebody, you're talking at somebody. It's kind of like you have this message that you want to portray, and you're just hammering them, like just from start to finish, whether it's 30 seconds or 10 minutes, you're just going over and over and over again with your own 
uh, uh, I guess, messaging and not realizing that who cares what you're saying? If they're not listening to you, it's completely irrelevant. So it's very important that there's a balance there so that when you're actually communicating with your prospects, that they're actually listening. They're, and when they talk back, talk back to you, ask questions, that, you're, that they are actually being heard. That is so, so important. And a couple extra things that she mentioned, which I really love, and I know it works. And I know Mike was here last week, and I know he uses this, is, is when he's reaching out to these individuals, these prospects, he will lead off with, I have a quick question for you. You know, um, she also adds that I'm available today until 3 p.m. And I'm going to go through Mike's process as well. But that apparently increases the curiosity of your prospects. So now they want to know. So what, what is that question that Andy wants to ask me? Okay, go on, right? Or if you leave that in a voice message, they're, they're more likely to call you back. Apparently, you get a 30 to 35% higher response rate if you just use that one simple sentence. I have a quick question for you. Please call me back type of thing. Um, I know, Andy, you use that a lot. So I'm going to let you talk about the, if I don't hear from you, then I'm going to call you back. Andy, your turn to go. So uh, one of the reasons I like uh, Mary Jane Cox, who's the phone lady, that's her real name, um, is because there's so much psychology behind that little paragraph, right? I just have a quick question for you. One implies it's a short call. And that's generally what people's apprehension is that they don't want to get stuck on some long call that's going into the weeds and where's this going to lead and what am I going to be obligated to do and what kind of commitment am I making right so that that right there quells that carry you know that that apprehension number two saying hey I'm only available or I'm available until this time today says hey listen I'm a busy person I'm not at your beck and call all the time I'm busy but I want to speak to you. I want to make some time to speak to you and ask you that one question. And the other part of it is giving the number right away and your time that you're available and kind of saying, basically, if you don't call me back, I'm going to call you tomorrow anyway. So you may as well call me back. It's that important. That is a lot of psychological power in three sentences. Don't discount that, right? It really is that simple. I love that. It's amazing. And I know it works because the people that are using this or the advisors that are using this are actually getting uh, more callbacks. We've, we know this for a fact because we've been tracking this. And the last part regarding the phone lady is uh, she discusses something called decision fatigue. And this is so true. Apparently, uh, everyone does, makes thousands of decisions every single day. And they reach a point what's called decision fatigue. I mean, they don't want to decide. They're, they're done choosing and deciding. So when you're having that conversation with these prospects, um, a very, very, very powerful line is at the end of your call, you're gonna say, based on everything that we discussed today, um, the next best step for you is, and most likely it's gonna be setting up a meeting, whether it's face-to-face -face or through Zoom or whatever it is. So you're basically giving them direction as to what they should do next. They don't need to decide, okay, are we gonna call next week and what time we're gonna call, all that kind of stuff. No, based on everything we discussed today, the next best step for you is to book a Zoom call. So is, is this a good time or is later this afternoon a good time? Is tomorrow a good time? Whatever it is. So now it's not a matter of whether they're going to talk to you. Now it's a matter of let's set up a time so that we can actually have this discussion. I don't know, Andy, if you want to finish this one off at all or if you have anything. Yeah, to add. well, I apologize. I don't know if this is where you're going next, but the next part of that process or, or methodology is when you say, based on what you've, everything you've said, the best, the next best step is this. 
Well, this is where if there's an objection, it's going to come up and you can now reveal it and isolate it and overcome it. And the little bit of caveat I want to give to that is there's a difference between a resistant statement and an objection, right? I don't have time or I'm not interested in an advisor right now or, or just not interested or I was just curious. That is not an objection. Okay, you got to be able to define between an objection and a resistance statement. If it's a blanket statement that anybody could say to anyone about anything, it's a resistance statement. An objection statement is more, I don't like you, or, you know, I'm never going to use an advisor because I don't trust advisors. That's an objection. Okay, so make sure that you can make discern between those two things. Amazing. Thank you, Andy. So let's talk about practicing the script because I know so many people just, they, they, they get the script and the knee-jerk reaction is, okay, let's just use this type of thing. And, you know, I used to mentor and train a lot of advisors and I would watch them and listen to them. And it amazed me how few people would actually take the time to actually practice a script before making the calls. They just feel they're just going to wing it and they're just going to get the results, which is not often the case. And the reason why this is kind of detrimental to their, to their growth is because if they get really bad results in the beginning, it's less likely for them to continue to make those calls. So it's very important to get a little bit of practice before you start making those calls. So role-playing with a colleague is, is probably the best way to do it. Let them throw out some objections and then you handle those objections. You know, if you're going to practice, practice from a mirror or a colleague, a friend, or even a pet, I mean, who cares if your dog thinks you're nuts? Do it anyways. It's, it's fun, right? And, you know, there's tons of research, research that shows that smiling and dialing actually works. Whether you yeah. believe it or not, it doesn't really matter. It is an absolute fact that if you are smiling while you're making those calls, your voice automatically becomes more energetic. Your automatically becomes more engaging. And it can actually be the difference between you setting up a call or basically losing that prospect forever. Yeah. So, Aramos, a great example of that is, I mean, how many of you go to comedy clubs, right? Or watch comedy shows. And the comedian is recording their set, right? It's not so they can go back and just listen to how great they are. They're analyzing, did that joke land as good as it could have? Or because the premise of the joke might've been great, but maybe they didn't pause. Maybe they find that they get a laugh when they say it this way versus any, which just builds up the joke and the power and the punchline. There's a reason they do that. They analyze to make sure, was that said in the best possible way? Am I confident that I can deliver that naturally every single time? How many times are you listening to a comedian and they deliver it in a way that sounds like it's the first time they ever told that joke, but they've told that joke 2000 times, right? Yeah. But they've practiced their delivery. There's no difference here. And you, you raise a good point and I'll throw this out to you know, our audience today. Uh, and probably and type why or no, uh, why for a yes and no and for a no. How many of you have actually listened to the recording of you leaving a message? So in other words, you probably have a message, whether it's scripted or not, that's fairly standard when you leave somebody, uh, leave a prospect. How many of you have actually gone back or recorded it and listened to exactly what you say? Because I can guarantee you that if you listen to what you're actually saying, you're gonna, there's a 99% chance you're gonna adjust your message. 99%, if not 100% chance that you will adjust your message. So something as simple as that 
could be a game changer between, again, getting that call back from that prospect versus not getting that call at all. Yeah. Do you know when I do it? You know what I do at Aramos? Is right. when I'm leaving the voice message and then the thing goes beep. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta tighten this up, man. I, yeah. I obviously talked for two minutes in that message, and that goes against everything the phone lady is saying. Don't barf out this whole thing. I just need you for two minutes. I got a quick question for you. That's all you need. Yeah, I would say it's not even two minutes, it's probably shorter than that. So this is actually oh, yeah. addressing um I think I got like a dozen people reaching out to me and saying, can you kind of clarify what Mike was talking about last week? What's this triple dial method thing? Does he, does he leave three messages or does he call three times over the course of a week or does he call like right away? So let me clear that up. It's quite simple. Three calls. If he doesn't get a pickup, he calls three times in a row. So basically calls, no pickup, hangs up, calls again, no pickup, calls again. And only on the third call will he actually leave that voice message or what, we're, what he's talking about now is even creating these video messages as well. So call, 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 leave message. Um, very important. You know, you don't, you don't just want to leave details on this call or on this message, but you want to inspire a call back. So give them a reason as to why they want to call back. But the reason why Mike mentioned to me why he does it in this method or this way is because the first time you call, what's going to happen? They're going to look at their phone. They're not going to recognize the number. And they're just going to say, whatever. It's a cold caller. It's a telemarketer, whatever it is. So the, or it could show up as spam. Or it could show up as spam, right? You, and then you hang up and you call back again. Now they're going to look at it and see the same number or name or whatever it is. And they're going to say, okay, well, mm, maybe I know this person, but it's not ringing a bell right now. When you call a third time, they're going to be like, okay, this is probably important. I should probably answer that phone. And just to remind everybody, just so you know, in the first... 10 leads that Mike got, he's actually spoken to eight of those people. So it's an 80% success rate using this method. And of the eight people he spoke to, he's already booked four of those eight, if not more by now, because it's been another week. So he's got a 50% closing ratio as far as converting them from an actual phone call to an actual meeting. Now, if he doesn't get uh, an answer after that third call, which he often does, what he does is he texts them right away. In fact, I apologize. He actually texts them either way, whether he talks to them or he doesn't talk to them. There's a text right away. And the best part is he's explained to me that he takes an already pre-created uh, pre text message. And all he does is just hit copy and send um, the message already in the notes. And that's another question that I got from a lot of advisors is, well, what is he saying? What is he saying? And, you know, if you're looking for this amazing silver bullet or this um, amazing magical phrases, uh, I, I, I want to, or I don't want to disappoint you, but basically this is it. It could not be any more simpler. Hi, Andy, this is Eramos. You created a financial plan with Planswell. I have a quick question for you. When is a good time to connect? It could not be any more simpler. And I believe that is the reason why it's so effective. It's effective in its simplicity. I mean, Andy, what do you think? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I love it. And, and one of the things I love most about these things is just the psychology of it all, right? And the majority of us are wired the same way. You know, it was one of the things that I loved about uh, Robert Caldini. And, when, and I, I employ this on some of my calls when somebody's kind of apprehensive or, eh, you know, what is this all about? He has this famous saying, ask for advice, get paid twice. And so sometimes when I feel like 
I got to warm this person up a little bit, or they're a little bit cautious. I'm like, look, for, forget about that for a second. What did you think about the process? What did you think about the questionnaire? Any feedback you can provide that might have would have made it clear to you or that you would have liked it more or that you would have booked a call at the end? You know, what could what could Planswell have done to make it more clear that talking to me was what you absolutely should do? And, you know, then they kind of tell me or sometimes I say, you know, what could I have said at the beginning that would have just put you at ease right away? And then they go and tell you exactly what you need to say. It's crazy it's how that happens. Asking you shall receive, right, Andy? Yep. Okay. So the next one is this uh, um, voice and video message. So this is something that's not really being used by a lot of people, but you know, through some of the, the, the coaching and mentorship here at Planswell, we're getting more and more advisors to actually use this. So a lot of times people are used to getting a voice message uh, through their, um, I guess, the voice message um, uh, platform, whatever. But creating a message is sent to them through text. Apparently, there's, it's almost 100% uh, open ratio, meaning, uh, or engagement ratio, meaning that if you send someone a voice message or a video message, there's a near 100% chance that they're going to open up and listen to it or watch it. It doesn't necessarily mean that they're guaranteed to call you back, but at the very least, they're, they're listening to your message. So you can do this by recording it on your phone or on Loom, in case you don't know what Loom is, it's an app which is absolutely free, so you're welcome to use that as well. And what I would do is probably have a standard text message attached to that video, which is already pre-recorded. Now, uh, Andy has been kind enough to actually uh, put his own video together in very short form, and let's listen to him. Hey, Animos, this is Andy. Uh, in case you were wondering who just called you three times, uh, just want to set your mind at ease that uh, it's me, I'm a real person, and really just looking to connect for a few quick minutes. Uh, had a couple questions for you, and that's it. So if you could uh, give me a call back today, I'm in my office until about 5 p.m. I can be reached at 929-521-6260. If I don't hear from you today, I'll give you a call back again tomorrow. Thanks so much. Look forward to chatting with you. Take care. And Steen. Andy? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I, I, unfortunately or fortunately, I don't know how you want to look at it. I don't think I've ever gotten a video message from anybody before, right? And I have to think if I did, I'd probably, there'd be a little bit of that wow factor in saying this is different. And when it comes to sales, to be honest with you, I think different is good. But there's a, there's a really amazing TED Talks that talks about um, Maya, which is most accept. Uh, most advanced yet acceptable. And it basically it's talking about doing things and engaging with people in a way that they're kind of familiar with, but yet somewhat different, right? Getting a text message is something we're all familiar with, but getting a video text message is that enough of that advancement that says, okay, this, this person is different. I like their style, you know, and you can connect with somebody personally, right? It's so important, Andy. I mean, I think you're 100% right in this. Now, they see your face. They recognize that you're a real person. Um, you're kind of giving them an example of why they should call you back or you're inspiring them to call you back. This is so powerful. And again, it, it, I know you said, I think it's an absolute fact that if you are differentiating yourself from everybody else, that alone will set you apart 
and will get you better results. And this is not me talking, this is research talking and it's not even close. So sending a video message, just 30 seconds or even a phone call message, again, not voicemail, you record your voice message and then you send it to them through text. It's a near 100% uh, engagement rate, which only means that you're just gonna get uh, more calls back. So this is so important. And again, it's easy, it's very easy. So everyone should be doing this. So I hope everyone's got like a, a pen and paper ha handy right now because there's just so much really amazing things that people can start utilizing immediately to start making a difference uh, in their engagement rates. Ermo, there's two quick comments from uh, Michael K that I just want to address while we're yeah, on Yeah, of it. course. One, hey, listen, if you want to record one message that is generic and doesn't say their name, go for it, right? Um, I just, I did that for the sake of, of our thing today, um, but you can you can do it each time or you can do it, I, I, like I said, a blanket, text that goes out to people. I just find that if it was me getting it and they actually used my name, that means they took the time to actually do that for me. But I don't think I would think anything less if it wasn't a generic thing. Um, number two, I, I'm not sure what the question was. Is there any reason for my body position other than I was just holding my phone in my basement? Normally when I do them, I, I go up in you know a better background, but I, I wanted to have an example for, uh, for, the, for the show today. I think it was great, Andy, because it just shows people that it's just very basic. Don't overthink it, guys. The, the, the key here is progress, not perfection. If you're going to wait until you have that perfect 30-second video, you're never going to send it out. Like, just do it. Who cares? Like, no one's going no to judge you. Just send it out, and you're going to get results. It's that, it's that simple. And then later on, if you want to improve it, absolutely go for it. But I would recommend that everyone just do a 30-second uh, spiel on on video and, and start sending it out and just see the results you're going to get. I assure you, it's going to be significant as far as the difference that as far as the difference that it makes. Now, Andy, I'm just letting you know that we're pretty much already at time, so I'm going to go through one more slide and I'm going to give everybody an opportunity to kind of join us somewhere else to go through the rest of this stuff because this is so valuable. This is so amazing. I'm really excited about this today. So this is some of the bonus stuff that I, that I put together. And Andy, I mean, feel free to interject here, but you know, embrace rejection. You're never going to close every single person that you ever talk to. I mean, you probably already know this, but for some reason, advisors have this hang up in that, oh my goodness, they said no, or they just they keep leading me on. So one thing that I've always um, worked back to was the SWSWSW next. So for those who are unaware of what that really means, so when, when you're looking at rejection and you're looking at people becoming your client, some will, some won't, so what? Next, you don't need 10,000 clients, guys. You probably need a hundred or a couple hundred decent clients to earn an amazing living in this career. So don't worry about the people that are rejecting you or they're saying no, because a lot of these people that are saying no now, it doesn't mean it's no forever. They could be in a, in a different position six months from now or three months from now where they're actually willing or, or open to say yes, right? When you're calling people, have a goal. So again, I can't tell you how many times working with advisors and coaching advisors where they just call for the sake of calling. But then I asked them, okay, so when you're making this call, what is, like, what is the goal of this call? Well, I just want to touch base. I want to see if they're interested. Okay. It's, that's not good enough. So if you're calling somebody, the goal should be X, right? And let's assume that the goal is to book a follow-up meeting or, or sorry, follow-up call or book an actual meeting. That should be the goal of the phone call. And that should at the very least be mentioned in that call, because if you don't actually Say you want to book a meeting, it's never going to happen anyways. Tonality is a big one as well. 
a lot of times it's not what you say, it's how you say. I know Andy mentions that all the time. Um, I also want to mention something called a value tree. This is something that was very powerful when I was training my advisors. Um, people look at what they're, what, I guess people call for the sake of booking a meeting, for instance. And that's fine. Like, but don't forget when you're calling people to book a meeting, they, maybe they're not ready. Maybe they're not ready to commit to that half hour, 45 minutes, one hour call to, to book an actual meeting. So it's not good enough to just hang up and say, okay, well, next type of thing, right? They're, give them options. So the first one is, would you like to book a meeting? Yes, no. If it's a yes, it's a win. If it's a no, it's not a loss. And the next thing is, okay, I understand. You know, we've just met. You don't know me. Um, I haven't shown you too much value yet. So how about this? I'm putting on a webinar, seminar, whatever it is. In the next two weeks, I would like to invite you to that webinar. So I'm going to send you a link. Love to see you there, right? If they come to that, amazing. If they don't, that's okay too. And then you follow up with, okay, you couldn't make it to the webinar, but you know what? I have a very valuable newsletter where I send out amazing financial tips to all my clients. Um, I would like you to benefit from that. You know, can I just add you to my newsletter? And again, yes or no. And, and the last one could be just a follow-up call. Okay, I understand you're very busy. You, you can't meet. Uh, you're not available for a webinar. You're not interested in a newsletter. I totally understand. Um, by the way, I'd like to follow up in three months. How does that sound? Sure. By the time you actually go through that value tree and you give them like four different options to say yes, you're like 90% yes. So instead of getting a 90% no, now you've switched it and got a 90% yes. They're, they're willing to do something with you. And that is the key. You want to add these people to your pipeline. You want to give them an excuse or give yourself an excuse to keep in contact with these people because you never know when they're going to be ready to have that conversation with you. And the last part is, I'm actually going to throw this to you, Andy, because we discussed this the other day. You know, what if you had the answers to an exam in advance? Do you think you'd do better on that exam? What do you think, Andy? Absolutely. I would, uh, I would crush that exam. Okay. So what I mean by this is when, when a plans well lead comes into your inbox, they've already done the plan. So you've already got your, your assets and liabilities. You can de uh, define exactly what they need. So you're basically calling them and they've already inadvertently given you all their pain points. So we are calling these people who already have an idea of what they're looking for. And in, my, in some cases, they themselves might not even be understanding what they need, but you as being the professional will identify it. So when you call these people, you can find their pain points and then you can actually address it, which gives them that much more opportunity to say yes to you to actually book a meeting. Andy, I don't know if you want to finish it, finish it off here on that slide. Yeah, yeah I, I do want to address something that probably those that attended in the previous uh, you know, interview with Mike Casey or maybe are watching it on replay or whatever and kind of saying to themselves, well, that guy, Mike, just got lucky. Okay. We've shown what he's done. And I really want to discount. He didn't get lucky. What he didn't do is he didn't cut corners. And it, it's pretty amazing, isn't it? That the harder you work, the luckier you seem to get. There's a direct correlation between those two things. Okay. So this isn't about luck. The people who have been successful in their careers, actors, millionaires, business people, or just general people that have been successful, they worked for it. They didn't get lucky. Okay. And we have to all accept that. Uh, you know, if you want your life to be easy, work hard for things. 
if you want your life to be hard, try to take the easy route out. Yeah. Sorry, but that's your dose of reality. And I'll end with one quick story that um, if you've never listened to Simon Sinek, I highly recommend it. It is a matter, he tells a story about these two lumberjacks. They work the same amount of hours, same physical abilities and whatever. And they show up at nine at, at the, you know, at the, the forest and leave at five. And one of the lumberjack leaves for an hour every single day while the other one continues to chop wood. And consistently the guy who leaves for an hour chops more wood, even though it looks like he's working less, right? And so finally the one lumberjack says to the other one, I don't understand it. We work the same amount of hours, you know, we come in here and every day consistently you chop more wood and you leave for an hour. What are you doing with that hour? And he says, I go home and sharpen my ax. Okay, hope that sends a clear message. So you're referring to training, personal growth? Is that what you're referring to, Andy? Sharpen your axe. So yeah, like sharpen your skill set, sharpen your processes. Yeah. And do it consistently and you will outperform those other people that aren't doing those things. Yeah, this is awesome. Simon Thank Sinek you. is, uh, last name is S-I-N-E-K. Absolutely brilliant guy. Brilliant. He is. He is one of my favorites too. So ladies and gentlemen, uh, there is more stuff to come. Uh, unfortunately, we have run out of time and I want to uh, respect everyone's uh, time today. But here's, here's the, something that was really exciting. It just so happens we have a plan craft session right at the top of the hour. So basically in uh, 23 minutes, we have a plan craft session. So uh, we already have a record amount of people showing up to that plan craft session already. Um, if you are a PlansWell partner and you are not signed up, you can simply log on to your account, go into Advisor HQ, and you can actually register right there. It's immediate registration. You can actually join us, myself and Andy, and you're welcome to answer, uh, or ask questions directly to myself and Andy uh, in the next 20 minutes. So please, 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 uh, if you get a chance, please join PlanCraft in the next 20 minutes. Um, for those who don't know what PlanCraft is, it's effectively peer-to-peer. So it's advisors helping other advisors. So it, it's so powerful. You know, I, I will walk in there and open up the discussion and talk about one topic and maybe I have like one or two good points. But by the time we kind of go around the room, everyone's walking away with 20 or 30 like amazing points that they can actually use in their, in their practice. So, so powerful. Everyone's sharing ideas. Everyone's positive. Everyone's really excited to, to really grow as a, as a, as a group. So again, the next uh, plan craft session begins at the top of the hour. So hopefully, um, if you're already registered, please make sure you join. If you're not already registered and your plans well partner, uh, all you have to do is go into Advisor HQ and log on, uh, register, and you get direct access to it as well. Let's get this conversation or continue this conversation going. Um, so what we learned today, it's not complicated, guys. Keep it simple, repeatable, systematic. Anyone can do this, guys, so just do it. Too often we overcomplicate things and we make things harder on, our, on, on ourselves when the reality is if you keep things simple, not only will it be easy for you, but you'll actually get better results. So with that, on um, behalf of myself and Andy, I wanna thank every single person today for uh, tuning in. Um, and, I, and I wanna call out and just mention again, never aspire to make a living, aspire to make a difference. Ladies and gentlemen, hopefully we'll see you in the next 20 minutes.